Welcome to Prose and Context, a podcast about life-giving teaching by the English Department at Lexington Christian Academy. My name's Rebecca Lafroy, and I'm going to be talking today about audio feedback, um, particularly um, in contrast or in comparison to written feedback. Um, So assessment is something that we all do. It's something that we spend a lot of time doing. Um, And um, there's lots of research into um, the potential learning gains that formative assessment um, can provide. Um, But most of the research has focused on um, written formative assessment. There's very little out there on audio um, formative assessment. And uh, a large majority of the research that is out there on audio feedback um, is based in higher educational institutions, so colleges or universities, or it's focused on distant learning courses. So there's a gap in the research on um, the potential um, uh, benefits that audio feedback has. Now, as a teacher, I can become very frustrated by assessment Um, I find it very time-consuming, and I find that I can spend a very long time doing it and find that the students spend very little time actually processing it. They often just glance at what I mark and forget about it very quickly. Um, So I want to find a way to um, help the students to engage with my assessment And I want my assessment to um, help them to develop their thinking rather than help them to correct simple mistakes in one paper. I want them to be able to apply their thinking um, to a new paper and to a new situation. And that essentially is how I became interested in audio feedback. I was spending too long um, writing reams of feedback and finding that the students paid very little attention to it. So um, when I was in the UK, um, I decided to carry out some research, some formal research into um, uh, students' perceptions of the potential benefits or effectiveness of audio feedback. So I worked in a um, large rural comprehensive school and carried um, my research out with um, a class of about 14, 15 year olds. Um, and I found out through questionnaires and through interviews um, what they thought of audio feedback. The way I set up the research was I asked them to do a paper um, in response to um, a play we'd been studying, and I gave them written feedback, written formative feedback on that, and then gave them another paper and asked them a very similar question. Um, A few months later... I gave them a paper on a novel we'd been studying and I gave them audio feedback and then they um, uh, completed another paper, again, very similar in format. And it was after that that I um, gave them this questionnaire and gave them their interviews. So they'd experienced, they'd had very similar experiences um, and the only thing that had changed was the type of feedback they'd been given, whether it was written or whether it was audio. Um, And in their questionnaires, 64% of students um, expressed a strong preference for audio feedback and 11% expressed a slight interest, uh, sorry, slight um, 
preference for audio feedback. And in most cases, the more the students preferred audio feedback and perceived it to be more effective, the more strongly they attributed this to its social and relational character. Those that didn't prefer audio feedback or perceived it to be less effective tended not to value its social and relational character. And I think this is something that's particularly important in the secondary school English classroom, where relationships are built and sustained through um, discussion. Um, I'm going to look at four themes um, in particular that um, I found came out of these re- this research. Firstly, um, a, a theme that I found to be very prominent was the idea that audio feedback could build resilience and increase active participation in learning, certainly um, two very positive learning behaviours. One student who I interviewed um, said that um, audio feedback gave him more reassurance and that he was much more likely to take on board criticism when he heard my voice giving that criticism to him. He felt like there was more hope, and he felt like because we had a strong relationship, it wasn't me criticising him personally, but it was me helping him to improve. And he said that not only did this give him reassurance, but it helped to motivate him um, in his uh, next responses. Um, so those who I found that those who viewed themselves as active participators in their own learning, as this student did, um, found audio feedback to be better at empowering them and equipping them to move forward. However, some of the interviewees um, found that audio feedback wasn't as concrete as written feedback, and they much preferred arrows and annotations on a page, and so they found audio feedback. Um, more which which doesn't have that kind of concrete arrows crossing out written down suggestions they found that um, audio feedback more anxiety inducing Um, and I wondered whether this was because um, they viewed themselves as receivers of feedback they saw the teacher as um, the kind of possessor of knowledge and their job as students to find out what the teacher was thinking and so um when their feedback required them to do a little bit more thinking and them to join the dots and them to apply what was being said, um, they felt nervous. The second theme um, that came out of the research was the um, detail that audio feedback can provide. Um, And this can obviously help the specificity of the feedback and also the clarity it can offer. Obviously, there is much more you can say um, in a certain amount of time that you can write. Um, So um, I could get a lot more information across. Um, Some as well said that they liked hearing my intonation, the intonation of my voice, because they said that Um, that helped them to understand the feedback better as well because they're used to my intonation and they could tell from the tone of my voice um, what I was trying to say. Others also said they appreciated the informal atmosphere that um, audio feedback provided and it removed the negative associations with formal written exam marking. Um, Thirdly, um, the notion of um, having a trusting relationship Um, and uh, the kind of links uh, between the relationship between teacher and student and the um, feedback given, that was um, shown to be very important. Students um, said that they um, 
felt the responses were valued through audio feedback when we had a strong and trusting relationship. Um, perhaps this is uh, more evidence um, for, uh, 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 um, for teacher training to focus more heavily on relational skills because that was shown to be um, very important in the research that I carried out. Um, fourthly, um, the idea or the question of accessibility uh, came up. Um, I used a program called Seesaw, which I'll talk about in a moment, to give the audio feedback. And students um, said they really liked that. It's an app they can download on their phone. And so they could access my feedback at any time in any place. Of course, um, technology, though, did prove an issue for some. And this did distract from the audio feedback itself. So there are there are pros and cons. Um, audio feedback, potentially more accessible. You have it on your phone. Um, or computer, um, but things can also go wrong when other um, technology is involved. So again, perhaps this is a, a call for teacher training to incorporate more um, training on um, online platforms and the way they can be used for audio feedback. Um, I'd like to spend the second half of this podcast talking a little bit more about um, the practicalities, um, how I go about using audio feedback and also, um, I'd like to end by hearing from some students um, and hearing directly from them about how they find audio feedback. So um, last year, I used um, an app I've already mentioned called Seesaw, um, and you can just Google it. And um, it kind of serves in a way as an online exercise book where students submit work um, and you can record a voice or a video um, or a photo of their work and annotate and uh, audio feedback and you can annotate it live as well um, and you can return that to the student. Um, I found this worked really well but it did demand um, very good internet connection um, so sometimes it froze or took a very long time to upload so it depends on the kind of um, the strength of your connection uh, but the benefit of it was students could get it on their phone, um, it's very user-friendly, it's quite attractive um, and there's lots of different options for how you give that feedback. As I said, you can annotate, you can create videos, you can take photos. This year, I've been using Kzena, which is an add-on um, on Google Docs, and I've used it as part of Google Classroom. And this is just an audio. It's much simpler than Seesaw. It's just an add-on that appears at the side of the screen when students submit a piece of work on Google Docs and on Google Classroom. And it allows me just to record my voice. Um, for different standards I can set it to different standards and students can reply on that as well so we can have a conversation now for audio feedback um, so far I've used it um, much more for formative assessment than summative assessment um, and um, so we've used it I've used it lots for for drafting um, pieces of work and I found that to be um, very effective so I'm joined here by two of my seventh grade students, Abby and Ruth, and they're going to tell you a little bit about their experiences of audio feedback. So Abby, can you tell me how you find audio feedback for me, please? So I really like audio feedback on KZena because I feel like it really helps you understand what your teacher's trying to say, and it's better than just reading words off of paper, and it makes it really personal. Good. Can you tell me um, why it helps you understand what the teacher's trying to say? Because you can kind of hear the tone of voice and you like know when their expressions more than when you're just reading it. 
Great. And do you think um, it's because it's me giving you audio feedback and you know me as a teacher, or would it be the same if it was anyone giving you that audio feedback? Um, I think it's probably better if it's you because we already know about your, you as a teacher, so we can really tell what you're trying to say. Great. Thank you very much, Abby. Ruth, can you tell us about your experiences of audio feedback? Um, I like audio feedback because it's like you're having a personal conversation with your teacher and when you hear it, it's like a familiar voice and it's more understandable and you can actually process it. Good. Can you tell us why it helps you to process it better? Um, because like when you hear it from a familiar voice, it's um, you know like why they're giving you that feedback and um, how to really process it into your work. Great, thank you very much. Now, what you said um, fits into the four themes that I found when I carried out my research in my last school. Um, So it's good to see those being emphasised in this school as well. So audio feedback, I'd say, is a really good way of um, reducing workload. It's time-saving. And I think it's arguably, um, certainly from the students that I've asked, they found it to be um, generally more effective Um, It would be great if more um, it could be incorporated more widely into teacher training. Um, And I'd also add my call um, for further research to be done into um, further quantitative research to be done into the effectiveness of audio feedback, um, as well as um, the different ways that it can be used in the classroom. So there we go. This is um, a vote for audio feedback. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Pros and Context podcast for life-giving teaching by the English department at Lexington Christian Academy. Please subscribe to our podcast and come back again next week.